0: How many of you would like to hear God speak to you? That's most of you. So would I. I enjoy it when I know that God has spoken and I've understood what He said. Then I can act on it and good things always will come to pass. Not to say that there won't be some struggles or some challenges... But when God speaks and you obey and you act in faith on the promise that he made, he is actively involved in that situation. No doubt about it. This past week, I have a piece of equipment where I make colloidal silver, which is a natural antibiotic. And I've been using this machine for about a dozen years or so, and it's working. So I called the manufacturer and got a hold of the service department and and it's upstairs, and it's in a room inside of a bigger room, and there's no window or no phones in there. So I'm talking on my cell phone to this guy, and um, I'm saying, Hello? And, you and, know, and I can hear static. And so I finally realize, you know, it's probably the phone. The signal isn't getting through. So I run out, go down into the upstairs conference room next to the window, and we can understand each other real good there. So I tell him what the problem is, and he says, okay, I'm going to tell you how to fix it. I said, um, yeah, all right. You, you don't know who you're talking to here, but okay. And uh, so he says, okay. I tell him I've got to, I'm not in the room. I've got to go back and forth. And I said, you tell me what to do, and I'll run in the room and do that, and then I'll come back and tell you what happened. And if you'd had a videotape, that would have been an interesting thing to watch. And <laughs> And so finally he said, well, I can't continue on. I've got another appointment, so uh, call me back on Monday. So on Monday morning I I call him back and we do the same thing over again. And finally it gets figured out and it gets fixed and I'm back in business. My point in all of that is this. Sometimes I believe that is the way we talk to God and hear from God. You know, maybe we want God to speak to us and maybe... He is, but maybe we're not understanding what he's saying, or maybe we're not hearing him when he speaks. I am convinced that God talks a lot. God talks a lot. In fact, I think he's speaking more than we may recognize the fact that he's speaking. I believe that there's lots of ways that God uses, and we're going to talk about some of those in just a minute. But God speaks, and the reason He speaks, He's got something to say that's important to us. He really does have things to say. He knows what He's doing. He knows what His plans are for us and the the church and the body of Christ and the whole kingdom of God. He knows what they are. And He's willing to share that information with us. God is not a God who says, hey, I know everything, but I'm not going to tell you. He's not that way. The secret things belong to God, but those things that are revealed belong to us, Scripture says. God wants us to comprehend. Well, there's some reasons why we may have a problem hearing God clearly. One of them could be that we may be hearing something we're not understanding what it's all about. We have a lack of understanding. My father was totally deaf in one ear and almost deaf in the other because of an accident that happened when he was young. And you know, when when we would talk to him, you had to speak loud. And he could understand better if he could look at you face to face because we discovered he's reading your lips to some degree. Although he was never taught how to do that, he just basically picked it up. But you would have to speak slowly, loudly, and direct. And sometimes even then, he didn't properly understand what you were saying, and then he might respond because he didn't have full understanding. He might respond at something that you think, I didn't say that. I didn't mean that at all. I believe that is an example. We sometimes miss out on what God says. We have to understand what He's saying and what He's trying to get across to us. And part of that problem is that when we do hear Him and don't fully see and understand from His perspective, we are relating based on our point of reference. Right? Sometimes God may be speaking one thing and we may hear it, another way, because that's where our understanding is. See, God knows everything about everything. Our problem is, we don't. Right? We don't fully understand everything. And so when we hear God speaking, so well, God said this, well, now what does that mean? What's the frame of reference that what He said is actually a part of? How does that apply to us? Sometimes it's because we're poor in our frame of reference. We're not hearing it with understanding. Sometimes we may be hearing it, but we're just simply refusing to obey it. Now, I know most of us here in this room don't do that, but I understand there are some people that do, in fact, do that, that they hear, but they just simply don't do. You know, I've been told, and I, it, it very much could be true, that most men have a little bit of tone deafness in the higher octave. You know, when, when, when there's a high voice speaking, that a lot of men have of hearing and understanding that. They, they may understand other men who speak, but when it's a woman that has a high voice, sometimes don't fully get everything. My wife has told me before that I have selective hearing. I don't think so, but I think she thinks that. Well, it may be that we have a little bit of that in hearing God. God may be saying something, but we don't want to hear that. Maybe it's something that God is, is trying to get across. He's urging us to make changes. But many of us are okay the way we are, or at least we think that. I don't really need to change. I don't really need to do this or that or the other. And perhaps God is saying that, and we're a little bit tone deaf. Or if we're really hungry for God, if we're really hungry to hear the voice of God, to understand and obey and act, then we're much more likely to hear what God is saying to us. I want to give you about ten ways from the Bible that God speaks, has spoken in time past, and He speaks now. Number one is the Word of God. God speaks out of this book. Sanctify them through your word. Your word is truth, John 17, 17 says. It said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away, it says. And Scripture, scripture indicates the importance of, Of the Word of God. The number one way God speaks is in His Word. Scripture, in His Word. Hebrews 4.12 says, The Word of God is living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That is the written Word. God's Word speaks. And let me say this before I go into the others. That if we think God has said something, but it is contrary to what He has already said in His written word, we're the ones who missed it. We're the ones who missed it. We didn't hear God say that, or we misinterpreted what God said, which we are sometimes prone to do. And then, in addition to that, or as a part of that actually, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 says this, God who at various times and in various ways spoken to the uh, time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by His Son whom He has appointed heir of all things through whom also He made the world. So Jesus as the Word is also a method that God uses to speak in conjunction to the written Word. We have the written Word we have the living word, Jesus. And guess what? They're in total agreement. Because the Father and the Word and the Holy Spirit are referred to in Scripture as making up the triune God. Jesus is called the Word in Scripture. So it's Jesus, if He appears, if some angelic being that says He's Jesus and He appears to someone, it could be Jesus. I've read numerous accounts recently and in, in most of them are in other countries particularly from uh, uh, Muslim countries where God is doing visitations and this person of Jesus appears to people some at night and they wake up. It's either a dream or it's a divine station of Jesus there and he talks to them and as a result of that, they get converted. That's fantastic. That's Jesus the living word. Secondly, God speaks to us by His Spirit. By His Spirit. John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I said to you. The Holy Spirit is to be actively involved in our life. He is to be actively involved. It should be a common thing for us to say to each other, to give testimony from time to time, that God spoke to me and said. That ought to be a regular occurrence. Now the church I was raised in, if you said that, they would say, where's the guys in the white coats? You need to be carted off, because God don't do that anymore since we have the scripture. God don't speak to people. Well folks, He's supposed to be speaking to people. I'm convinced He is. But perhaps... We're not hearing. He said the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, when He comes, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, when He comes, He said He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit is actively involved. I think the Word of God, written Word, Holy Spirit speaking in conjunction with or revealing what's already been said in the Word, or he might be taking the Word of God and giving a present day application of it into our life. Shows us how to do that, what it says. Another way that God speaks to us today is through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, God, is one of God's methods, prominent method that He uses to speak to us. Prophecy. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. Tongues, interpretation. Miracles, healings, so on. All of the gifts of the Spirit mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12. Ways that God uses to speak. There certainly, that's the power of God in operation. And through them, the vocal gifts, God speaks specifically. What you need to know and you need to hear. So you know what we need to do? We need to welcome the gifts of the Spirit. We need to welcome the gifts of the Spirit be open in our individual lives we ought not sit back and say well i wish there were more gifts operating in the church well maybe god's got one for you he wants to operate through you hello i've had many people say to me over the years say well i'd like to see more gifts operating in the church and i had this one guy used to say that quite often i said to him well when are you going to obey god And he said, what, me? Yeah, you, you're a believer, right? You're a believer. He he can use you. So if you want more gifts, you humble yourself to God and say, God, I'm available. Give me one, anoint me with one. And then we'll have more. Dreams and visions are another way, a couple of ways that God speaks to people today. You may recall that Joseph in the Christmas story, in the book of Luke, book of Matthew in the Christmas story that God spoke to Joseph several times through dreams or an angel would appear in a dream or the voice of God would speak to him in a dream and tell him to do certain things. He was led down in Egypt. He was uh, led back into Nazareth and, and various things happened in that whole story that we call the Christmas story. Supernatural. An angel came and spoke to Mary. That's another way that God uses to speak. Visions. Audible voice. He spoke to Mary in an audible voice through the angel. Abraham uh, got spoken to by God through an audible voice, and many others did. And then another way that God speaks is through circumstances. And let me say something about this, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago. That is low on the totem pole. Okay? Okay? When God has to speak to us through circumstances, He's already tried several other methods that we didn't listen to. Hello? He's probably already spoken to us several times through His written Word. His Holy Spirit may have already spoken to us. Someone else may have given us counsel, godly counsel. And we maybe didn't get it. And God finally says, okay, you're not listening when I'm talking to you, so I'm going to have to do this. Or happen. See, that's exactly what he did with the nation of Israel. It's exactly what he did. God sent prophets, he sent his servants, he sent leaders to the nation of Israel to give them the word of God, told them what to do told them how to live, but sometimes they would live that way and things would go well. And then they would move away from that. Calamity would happen. God still sending prophets and the priests and the prophets were still giving the word to the people but they weren't listening to it. So God would say, okay, I'm going to lift my hand off of you and let the enemy armies come in and Beat them up and put them in captivity. And guess what they would do then? They'd cry out to God. Oh God, we need deliverance. Oh God, send us deliverance. That's why Moses went down to God. Hello? What Down to deliver them out of Egypt because, because he heard their cry, he sent. Him down to be their deliverer. If God has to use circumstance to get our attention, to get us where we need to be, then it's because we're not listening. We're not hearing Him very well. And that is a poor testimony that one has to live through. Well, you know, God did this to me or God, He chastised me over that. Well, yeah, and he does do that. Thank God that you've learned something from it. But we need to listen to him in higher methods or ways first. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, dreams and visions. Or visitations like Joseph did, like Peter did in Acts 10. Down at Cornel- about going to Cornelius' house. And then another method is the preached word. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Somebody needs to proclaim the word of God. The preached word is one of the methods that God uses to get us where we need to be is the preached word. You know... When people stand in the pulpit to preach the word, now a lot of times you get a lot of stuff and then you have to kind of sift through it before you finally distill out of all that was said something that God was actually saying to you. But actually, the preach word is meant to be more than that. If an individual is teaching or preaching out of the Bible in context of what the scripture is actually saying, that is the word of God. That is the word of God. And you can hear that and respond to it and God will back it up. He may not back up everything I say. In fact, He doesn't. I know that from experience. But He will back up His word. He will back up His word. And if we proclaim it, it will affect us as well as our own. How shall they believe in Him of whom they've not heard? Mighty difficult. How shall they hear without a preacher, without somebody sharing and proclaiming the truth of God's Word? Well, the last one is a conscience of which every person has. Now, Scripture does sear your conscience. You can sear it. That is, the conscience, which is the voice of your redeemed spirit, if you're a believer. You can sear it by not listening to it, not paying any attention to it, by refusing to acknowledge that that's really God on the inside. See, and it's said to be seared, but apart from that, can bear witness to you. Romans two fifteen and Romans nine one. Paul on those two occasions talks about his spirit bearing or his bearing witness. So the conscience is one way that God uses to speak. That little voice on the inside, 1 Kings uh, chapter uh, 19 and verse 12, where the prophet Elijah, you remember that? There's a storm and there's the lightning and there's this and that that happened. And after that it said there was a still small voice, King James, there was a still small voice, which I believe to be not a literal voice that he heard with these ears, but a quiet, peaceful voice that he heard on the inside. And that's where God was in that voice at that moment to him. I believe God speaks to us through the conscience, the voice of your redeemed spirit over and over again. And we need to learn to listen. You know, learning to listen is in fact a learned operation. We have to learn to listen. Several months ago, maybe a year or so ago, I went up to Panera Bread up the road to eat lunch by myself. And there wasn't very many people in when I went in, so I picked me out a a seat, you know, over next to the window, and I get my lunch and I'm eating. I hadn't been sat down over five minutes, and in walked about ten ladies together in a group. Now, close to where I was sitting, there's a big, long table that seats like ten people. I thought about getting up and moving because I knew what was going to happen. (laughs) But then, I looked around for some other place better, and I couldn't find a place better, so I just stayed there. And it wasn't three minutes until those ten ladies had 120 conversations going. They were all talking at the same time. It's about to drive me up the wall. I've said to my wife and others on various occasions, you know, I don't understand how you guys can l- listen to each other while you're talking and understand what they're actually saying. I do not get it. I do not have the capability. Now, I can multitask. I multitask all the time, frequently. All right? On a daily basis. But I never have been able to do that. My brain just simply does, is not wired that way. You, you've seen that little... The difference in men's brains and women's brains, and you know how, how men have... that has got little drawers and little pockets for everything, whereas a woman's brain is just like scrambled wires or something. <laughs> everything touches everything else. I, I don't know how that works, but... Anyway, these ladies start talking. And I figured the best thing that I could possibly do in that situation was to eat quickly and get out. <laughs> which is precisely what I did. I ate my lunch in probably about nine and a half minutes, and I'm gone. Now <laughs> so why did you say that? Because you have to, it's a learned process. Somehow, those ladies have learned to carry on 120 conversations at the same time and hear each other. It's a learned process. And I have not learned it and am not actually attempting to do that. <laughs> I have a wife, I let her handle all those type things. Einstein said, and I, I, I'm believing Einstein now, he said, why should I remember certain birthdays and dates when I have a wife that does it? Somebody asked him about his kids' or family member's birthdays. He said, I don't know. I have no idea. My wife keeps up. She remembers all that. So why should I take up brain space and, and do it? Just let her do it. She does it anyway. That's me. John chapter 10 verses 3 through 5 says, To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out and and when he brings out his own sheep he goes before them and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. For they will not by no means follow a stranger but will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. When I said that God is speaking to us Constantly, I really believe that from Scripture. Jesus is our great shepherd. He's our chief shepherd. And we are his sheep of his pasture. And he speaks. Therefore, we should know his voice. We should learn his voice. We should learn his voice. We should hear it and and follow him. He said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. But they will not do that to a stranger because they don't know his voice. First time I was in Israel in 1976, we was on a tour bus, and we were out in the the desert. And we stopped by a watering hole, and there were some sheep. Actually, there was a big pipe that was run there, and there was a spigot on it, and the shepherd could come and turn the spigot, and water would come out, for, for his flock of sheep. And um, so we would be, we got out of the bus and we stood nearby and watched this happen. And then finally one of the shepherds, he would see that his sheep had uh, were, were through drinking and so he would blow his little flute and start walking. He didn't try to herd them up like cows. He started blowing a specific tune on his little flute, reed flute, and start walking off. And our guide said, what's this? Now, there there was about five or six shepherds there with five or six different flocks of sheep. Okay, every every shepherd had a flock. He would play his tune and walk off and these sheep would start walking right behind him. Nobody else's sheep would get in there, just his sheep. You know why? Because they knew his voice, his tune. And then uh, directly another shepherd would start playing another tune on his little reed flute and walk off, and those sheep would walk right behind him. That happened. We watched every shepherd do exactly the same thing, and they all did the same. Why? Because they knew the voice of the shepherd. Now, another time we were there later, this is even stranger. We were at the same spot. Shepherds were there. They didn't have reed flutes this time. They had transistor radios. And instead of playing an individual tune, each shepherd had a, a, a station tuned on his radio. And he would play that particular station and walk off, and the sheep would walk off with him. Isn't that strange? To me, it fulfills what Scripture says. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. See, we have a shepherd Jesus. Now, sometimes we have to remove some obstructions to be able to hear clearly. In the book of Mark chapter 4 and uh, verse 19, let me find my scripture here. He's talking about the four types of, uh, of uh, so- soils, the, the parable of the sower and the four soils. And he talked about one of them, And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Sometimes we have some obstructions that hinder us from hearing God as we really need to do so. So we need to say, God, whatever is in my life that is keeping me from hearing you clearly, show it to me and I'll remove it. That's a good prayer to pray. Lord, I know you're speaking and I'm not hearing it or I'm only getting part of it. Say it again till I get it. You know, God's not angry if you asked him to say again what he previously said. He doesn't get upset by that. He doesn't lose patience with you because of that. No, you need to hear clearly so you can respond. You need to get it so that you can respond and obey him. So Lord, I only heard some of that. Would you say that again? more clearly so I can understand it maybe you need to simplify it for me Lord so that I can get get through the obstructions we'll fine tune our hearing ability we need to do that we need to fine tune it we're hearing Revelation chapters 2 and 3 seven times in those two chapters say this he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying or it says to the churches do we have an ear to hear do we have an ear that we can hear with? Yes, we do, on the inside. Then let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. He is saying some things to this church. He is saying some things to the body of Christ in Louisville, to the, in the body of Christ in the United States, in the body of Christ around the world. God is saying some things. What is he saying? We need to listen To what he says. A couple of things you can do to improve that. Meditate on the word. Meditate on the word of God. It's the word of God that makes the difference. It's the word of God that God speaks through. Primarily along with these other ones. It's the word of God. Another thing you can do to hear more clearly is pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. If you want to hear the voice of the spirit... You need to be in the same realm or on the same frequency that God speaks. If you have a radio, you, to, to hear a particular station, you got to tune to that station. You can't tune to 94.7 and expect to hear 840. It don't happen. You have to tune to that station, right? If you want to hear what's on that station if you want to hear what God is saying, we have to listen in the Spirit. So praying in the Spirit will help. I suggest this, that prayer in tongues is a doorway into the supernatural realm. Prayer in tongues, your prayer language, is the doorway into the supernatural realm. Use it a lot. If you want to get out into the world, Off of this campus, you have to get out. If you're in here, you got to go through some doors to get out, to get out there, some pathways to get there. If you want to hear God's voice speak, we have to get in the realm on the frequency that he speaks. All right? So pray in tongues. Pray a lot. And then you need to step out and obey what he says to you. Oh, that's where the rubber meets the road. But, Lord, I would prefer not doing that. Finally, it comes down to who's Lord. It comes down to who's Lord? Oh, I thought, you, I, thought, I, I thought you said to me that I was Lord, Jesus might say. And we'd say, well, yes, Jesus, you are Lord, but, but, but uh, I, I don't want to do that. It hmm. comes down to who's Lord, right? Then another thing, we need to practice listening. As I said earlier, we need to learn and practice listening. You can do that. A number of years ago we had, we went to a conference and heard this fellow and then we had heard him a couple other times after that. And he to- he's from Colorado and he told the story about he and his friend. He had a friend that was a rancher and had a ranch of about 4,000 acres. And they, back in the early days of their ministries, they were trying to hear God speak more clearly and distinctly. And so they made up a, an agreement that on certain days they would meet at this guy's ranch and they each had pickup trucks and one of them would go hide somewhere on his ranch and the other one would have to pray and ask God where is he hid and then pray, pray you know, hide and seek as it were listening to the voice of God. He said the first time they did that he hunted for his friend all day long, but then finally found him. And so the next time they did it, he went and hid somewhere on the guy's ranch, and the man who owned it would pray and say, God, where did he go? And he said, at first, it was ours. But then, as that continued on, they got used to hearing the voice of God. He said, we could find each other in a matter of minutes. You said, now, wait a minute. Would God do something like that? That's a kid's game, hide and seek. No, no. They weren't playing the game to play the game. They were playing the game to hear the voice of God. To learn to listen to the Spirit of God. So when he said that, first time I heard him say that, and this has been, I don't know, 20 years or longer, I thought, well, you know, I I need, I don't have a friend that's got a 4,000 acre ranch and I don't have a pickup truck. But, There are some other ways. Do you know that? This is before a caller ID. This is before caller ID. So I used to pray, if I knew the phone uh, was ringing, I used to pray, Lord, tell me who it is before we pick it up. I picked it up expecting somebody and it wouldn't be that person at all. But you know, I've kept doing that. Lord, let me know what's going to happen before it happens. And and I'm still not 100%, but I'm getting closer. You say, would God do that? Yes, you're trying to learn and hear the voice of God. And that's what He wants. Practice listening, practice hearing. I got a scripture for you. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, in verse 13 and 14, it says this, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. He is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age or spiritually mature. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and bad. Those who use or practice hearing. You get it fine-tuned. 2010. Debbie's mother I was in a nursing home here. She was in very poor health at the time. And um, one afternoon, we, uh, early evening, actually, I was in the basement walking on the treadmill watching the evening news. And I'm minding my own business listening to some news talking head say something negative, non-spiritual about something happening in the world. So I wasn't in church, so it didn't have anything to do with that. I'm down there minding my own business walking on the treadmill, And suddenly I hear, phone's going to ring, it's going to be the nursing home, it's going to be Debbie's mother, and she's going to the hospital, and Debbie needs to go with her. I hadn't thought that thought for a split second, and the phone rings. Before I could get to it, Debbie answered it upstairs, and then in a matter of seconds she comes down the stairs to tell me that was the nursing home, they're going to take her mother to the hospital, and... And uh, she needed to go. And I said, that's right, you need to go. Now, what's the big deal of that? Well, nothing in the big scheme of things. But to me, it was confirmation I was hearing what God said. I was hearing the actual voice of God speak on the inside of me. So we have to be listening. Who by reason of use or practice have sharpened their comprehension and their skills to hear? have exercised, practiced their senses to discern both good and evil. No, that's not God. Something may... Have you ever been like this? Have you ever been in a circumstance and you felt really good about it on the inside? Oh, this is a peaceful place to be. This is, real, this is really nice. There's a sense this is really good. Or maybe the very opposite of that. Maybe you walk into a store or a restaurant or a home or a church or someplace and you get a sense, this is not good. This is not good. Something's out of place here. So how how do you know that? I don't know. I just know it on the inside. Listen, pay, pay attention to that. Learn when that's God and when it's not don't go in with a preconceived idea then try to make God speak to you about that. Go in with an open heart that is listening for God to speak. There's a big difference between those two. And you can pick up whether it's good, bad, or whatever. You really can. Who by reason of use have their senses exercised or practiced to discern good from evil. Folks, we need to hear what God is saying to us. We really need to hear it. He's talking quite a bit. He's talking quite a bit. Sometimes I've been able to perceive some things that were about to happen before it happened. I'm talking about in the church. One day, several years ago actually, I was praying one day, and I felt like the Lord said and gave me the name of a family in the church, in New Life Church, and that they were going through a particular problem, and I would soon be hearing about it. Nobody had told me anything about it, that I would soon be hearing about it. In less than 30 minutes, the phone rang, and I answered the phone, and it was the wife, the mother of the family, and she was calling to tell me. She said, I need to tell you something, and I need to tell it to you right now. I said, you want to do it over the phone? Yes, right now. Okay. So she told me, precisely every detail is what God had said to me earlier that was going on. I'm glad God gave me a few minutes to prepare to hear that. He gave me a little bit of time to think as to what my proper response should be. You see the point of this? God wants your best interest. He has your best interest at heart. He wants you to fulfill everything He's got planned for your life and mine. We want to hear. We need to hear. Because He's speaking. Right now, He's speaking.